we have a great couple that has been blessed for 15 years so they definitely uh, <laughs> are very experienced in their blessing and their marriage um so we actually have we have tamara and dan perry and they're tuning in from albany new york they have three kids and like i said been blessed for a long time so we're really excited to hear their story so let's welcome them up so i guess we'll go into the story i've been asked to do it so i will do that it's part. a weird one yeah it's definitely a strange story all right it's yeah, simple you can enough. Start it. everyone's got a weird story yeah all right so with my story with our story I mean, this was back in like the dark ages of when parents just learned that they could match their own kids and that <laughs> true parents weren't matching us anymore. So my brother had just got matched maybe three months before me. And he was like, within the first year of the people who could finally be matched by their parents. So that was different already. And it took him a whole year to get matched. So I figured I had a lot of time left to go. But then, you know, after Josh, my brother left for STF, you know, I was alone with my dad and my mom and well, I guess two my sisters fine they're yes. there too but <laughs> but yeah so my dad I guess thought it was a great idea to start looking for me even while I was still in high school he wanted to match me even before I was like anywhere and I thought he wasn't doing anything because you know my brother was matched almost at the same time he went to STF and then it was like around Christmas time I got like my dad coming to me while my mom is away in Italy and he's like hey I've been looking at some people on the web and I'm like, I, I have some options for you. And I'm like, you were looking. <laughs> and so that was different. And I was, but at the time I was so involved with service for peace and other church leadership positions. I was just in that mentality that, you know, trust in God, just go with the flow really. And just believe that things happen for a reason. So at that time I was like, all right, well, I guess if you want to look into it, fine. I didn't believe he was going to, you know, make any ground. He took a whole year for my brother. So I felt I had time, but like within like three days, he had picked somebody, I guess he found on the website, um, through match. What was the matching oh website? Matchingcandidates.com. Yeah. We were the first, we were the first yeah. online match. That was before like match.com even existed. Yeah. But <laughs> we were the very first one. So, it. so my dad's like, Hey, I found somebody he pulled up these pictures and they look like, like I couldn't even see terrible. what it was. It looked terrible. And at the time I was like, this looks horrible, but I mean, I don't want to judge a person by their terrible quality <laughs> pictures. So I at least give this a try. And I mean, I feel like everything happens for a reason. So let's, let's at least have a conversation. And so, so that's what started it. My dad's like, all right. So he put me in, he gave me like the contact or he said he would email. So he emailed back to her family or he emailed to her family to request like the process of the matching to possibly start like all right can we pursue this matching with your daughter and within like 24 hours my my family they get an email back saying thank you for responding to our email requesting that our daughter be matched to your son so to add some context to that so for me i was i was a very idealistic bc to say the least so even when i was around 14 I was ready for the blessing. I'll just say that. <laughs> and I was attending every workshop that there was available. I remember the first blessing workshop I attended, I was 16 years old in Camp Sunrise. Um, and Matt Jones was giving a testimony with his wife. And uh, no, it's just very, I, I was ready. 
And definitely, I will say with my journey, because I think with Daniel, I was kind of like his first unintentional match that he didn't think was going to be an official matching. But for me, I did kind of um, go through a process where, you know, I'll be honest, I'll be very transparent. There were, there were some possibilities that kind of ended up not happening. Um, and I feel that God always has a reason for that. But I still felt that, you know, Heavenly Parent had someone in mind for me. And at the time when his dad thought that he sent a message, I remember very clearly that my dad sent out an email, you know, because he said, oh, it's Tammy. I saw someone I think you might be interested in. And I think it was, yeah, I was like 17 at the time. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. I would love to get to know him. And so he emailed him. I don't know if that email never went through because before we knew it, we got an email from his dad and we thought it was a response, but they thought it was like the first thing. So that's kind of the controversy that stays in the family. Like who was really the first one that initiated, but continue, Daniel. Jeez, that was a lot of backstory. <laughs> explain. I didn't change the context. Okay, yes. (laughs) Right, the context is the same. I felt it was like, you know, there was definitely something going on because we didn't know that she had contacted us. It was some spirit world bringing us two together because we were not under the impression that there was an email from her. That was so that happened. Um and it was pretty rushed afterwards. I mean I actually tried to reach out to the family and the moment I contacted their family via phone, I got the mom and she like was so like overbearing. She's like from Honduras. And she just says, from now on, you call me mother. I will be your, your mom. And I will, I was like, oh. We had no process. Was, yeah, it was just like, she was like this mom figure. And like, I didn't even talk to her yet. And already I was like matched. And I'm like, what just, I ended up phone call. I was like, what happened? And I'm like, I walked away confused, but. Thankfully, later on, we had phone calls and they were very good and we had a lot of rapport and it worked out really well. But that was just a, a pretty auspicious start to our matching. Yes. So, yeah, yeah I, I forgot what the other question well, was. Well, you pretty much answered the other question, which was yes. like, how did you prepare yeah. for matching? We went to like a million workshops and I went to one after we were matched. Yes. <laughs> but we both went to the workshops. Yes, we both did. We both prepared and... Yeah, no, it was a very, very interesting time. And we were matched for three years before we even went to the blessing. So um, matched at 17, but we're blessed when we were 20 years old. So it was a bit of time. So it kind of, and it was because he was on STF. Um, and, I, and I'm grateful for that time because it really allowed for us to really get to know one another. Um, and it was at a point of our lives where we literally were changing like what we were interested in at 17 changed completely by the time we were 20 but um we still had a lot of faith and gratitude in our relationship and we're very hopeful for you know the future and so very grateful even though it was kind of like the wild wild west of the matching (laughs) grateful it still worked out even though he still says that my matching picture was terrible so I'm glad he gave me a chance. Well, you said it was terrible too. <laughs> <laughs> questions? No, we're not the question. Okay. We do 15, they do 15, then questions. I don't All know. All right. But the other thing that we're going to talk about is like one recommendation. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And yes. that was. Oh, God. So we had been like, you know, we were living in the dark ages of BCs where you didn't even like look at the opposite sex pretty much 
while you were like growing up. And so it was like, for us, I felt it was very surreal to, to be in a matching process versus just getting blessed by true parents. And it was like, it may have adjusted the way we approach things because we were so maybe excited and we were, we were anxious to get the process moving. So we weren't asking like the real challenging questions. I felt that a lot of people who have paced themselves a lot more can, you know, can approach with. And I think that recommendation would be just to make sure you are taking the time to ask the real questions about, yeah. you know, what your shared life expectations are, what is that you want out of life and what goals that you share in mind. Because, I mean, now we realize well, over <laughs> the last 20 years, we've realized that we are very different people and we still would have been blessed. But just like, you know, we realize a lot of things, you know, about a decade later, we're like, what, you said that? <laughs> I never wanted to do that. So, you know, just ask like the real questions about like, where do you want to live in the city, in the woods, in any other place? Yeah, not just your favorite color and favorite movie because it's like you really do need to care about where you want to be. Like this person is going to be by your side. So you better understand where they see themselves. Otherwise you're going to kind of catch yourself in like a mini clash I mean we we kind of did if you want to recall because I still wanted to live in New York City he turns out he hated the city but then again I told him that I love trees and he thought that meant I loved camping and that's not at all so yeah dig deeper is our <laughs> just just dig deeper into your possible matchings that's all it doesn't mean it's gonna make or break it but it definitely will allow for a smoother, you know, smoother ride, smoother life together. I guess that's it. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, guys. Thank you so much. No, I, I like to acknowledge that um, I didn't realize we were going to be talking to a famous couple that was the first one to get matched on the website. I was like, wow, that's pretty historic, I would say. Um, there's a few things that stood out that I really think that is important to kind of highlight is um, when, Dan, you didn't even know your parents were looking for you. Uh, I think that that's a good point for people that are maybe starting the journey of matching process. You should make sure you communicate with your parents because maybe many times you might think they're not thinking of this topic for you because they haven't brought it up, but they could have already been like frantically looking and communicating with people. So it's really important for, I, I think, people that are thinking about um, matching and things like that, especially if you're younger, to really communicate with your parents because you'd be surprised on how many are already networking. Um, another thing too, um, Tamara, you were talking about, you know, you were in uh, previous processes and it didn't work out. And sometimes in that moment, you don't always know why or what's the reasoning, but you had this faith that there is somebody out there that's prepared for you. And I and just, um, just seeing how you and Dan are with each other, I feel like you guys are a really good pair and make a good team. And I'm sure your family is really a lot of fun. So, okay. So now we're going to welcome up our second couple. Um, the last couple I know because they're from Minneapolis. Well, he's not from Minneapolis, but she is. And so I'm really excited that he's moved to Minneapolis. So we're going to be welcoming up Kieran and Mika Calavan. They actually just got blessed uh, in, in October. So they're very still a newly couple, but we're really excited to hear their story. So let's welcome them up. Yeah. Hey, everyone. 
Um, so Mika and I are each going to kind of share our stories. Ours are a little bit more recent. Um, I would say my story begins 10 years ago. So I'm 28. When I was 18, uh, my mom took me to dinner just before I was going to leave for a gap year program. And we were talking. It was kind of a nice time to catch up. And she kind of offhand like asked about the matching and blessing. Is that something I'm thinking about? Is that something I want? Um, and at that time, it was something I wanted. And actually had someone in mind that I like mentioned to her I'd been you know more seriously thinking about it for an 18 year old and I think that kind of caught her by surprise just a little bit I'm like oh wow okay like especially name dropping someone and uh you know that was on the foundation of my own parents relationship and what I saw that they had raising my siblings and myself growing up you know sticking it out like obviously loving each other. Um, it was really something that I felt I wanted. And one thing I'm really grateful for is that my parents never pushed me about it. If anything, I was kind of trying to push them a little bit. Um, but they always gave me the choice. And they always said, like, you know, in, in the Unification Church, you know, if you want the matching blessing, like it's your decision. Obviously, I knew it's something that they valued and something they would want me to desire but they always gave me the option um so i felt so it was really like my decision that's something i want um again when i was 18 i shared that with my mom i think it caught her by surprise i knew at that time i was going to be doing this gap year program so i wanted to focus on my personal development and growth at that time so really the next time we talked more seriously about it was when i was like 21 so I spent two and a half years on a gap year program. I had just started college and I felt like, okay, I'm ready. I'm kind of settling back. Like, let's think about this. And, you know, tossed around some ideas or an understanding too of like what I wanted a matching process to look like. Um, I had a few, you know, friends and peers, maybe some like older brothers who had been matched and blessed before me. So I had like that example to kind of follow. And I had the, the goal of working with my parents in a, in a parents like matching process. Um, at that time too, though, I felt there was more for me personally that I needed to develop. And, you know, I was just starting school. I didn't feel like I had a whole lot to offer. I tend to be a pretty practical person. So I kind of wanted to say like, oh yeah, let me get, you know, a little closer to graduating with a degree, with a job and so on. So by the time I was 24 was when I really felt like I was ready. And one, one family approached my family and started talking to this sister and we were in a process for three months. And then that ended um, shortly after a few months after I was in a, my second process, kind of a similar thing. We talked for a couple months and then that ended. And those were both people I'd never met before, but both people who had reached out to my family so following those two experiences and feeling like, you know, it was hard to invest and to not have a result, right? Like I wanted to be matched and I wanted, you know, to be blessed then. Um, I kind of started to take it in my own hands a little bit. I was still communicating with my parents, but I approached a friend, someone that I knew personally and 
you know, was interested in and had a conversation with them and it didn't really get too far, but you know, I count that as like a third process. And so when I talked to you, it didn't work out. And um, on a similar note, I spoke to a fourth person um, when we talked for a couple of months and, you know, we were intentional and we were communicating with our parents, but really it was the two of us who had um, you started it. And each time, each person I talked to those four processes, I felt like there was something that I learned from each one and it allowed me to understand more myself, like what I have to offer and also like where my shortcomings are, where my flaws are, um, and to be more clear about what I want in, in a future wife, in my spouse. Um, and then uh, following that fourth process, I really took some time to get settled and ground myself and talk to my parents. And I realized I really want them to be involved, like from the beginning, like on the same page, because we certainly um, didn't see eye to eye, especially in those last two processes. It was a little bit more difficult negotiating it. And I, I think that's fine too. So I'm going to say that outright. Like, I think that's fine. Like it was really good that we could talk about it. I tend to be pretty conflict averse. Like I'm a very much like a peacekeeper. So it was hard when I didn't feel like I had a ton of peace with my parents, but it was also really good that we could respect each other and talk about it and ultimately really feel like, all right, we're coming into then what came to be the process with Mika on the same page, having gone through it, you know, still feeling hopeful. Um, certainly during those times, there was moments where I didn't feel much hope or, you know, struggled to feel hopeful. And what helped me a lot was having friends that were also trying to get matched and blessed and supporting each other. So I say like having a matching team is helpful by parents, my brother, two of my really good friends, just people I can go to and, and share with and, you know, get a perspective from and get some support from. So in that time as well, my best friend got matched and blessed and that was really exciting. So that like gave me hope to keep going. And I knew that I only needed to find one person, you know, I'm not looking for anyone and everyone. I'm, I just need to find one person. And Mika's family reached out to my family. And the funny thing was we realized later that we'd been in the same room at various events on three occasions, but had never talked to each other. Um, but when we started talking, it really felt right. And I could see that she really valued like faith and family, which were two things that I was really looking for and really desired. And um, when you know, you know, like I think I had an older brother, one of my mentors who shared with me that he's like, when you know, you know, and I think at times I struggle with that over the years. But then when I was talking with Mika, it's like, I knew that, yes, this is like the person that I can marry. And, you know, it's great to have some wonderful in-laws and um, just feel like my family has grown. So I would really say my process in total from even just really thinking about the matching to when I was 18 to now to, you know, 10 years. And, um, you know, there's plenty of ups and downs, but it's absolutely worth it. And you only need to find that one other person. Um, so I know that, you know, maybe others can relate and have a similar story. I've been through multiple processes, but 
um, each time there's always something to take away from and learn from and then apply to the next process. And you're only trying to find that one person that you can really connect with and um, feel God is wants you to meet. And that's who I've met and who I'm with. <laughs> yeah. Um, gosh, I feel like there's so many like parts in a process. So it's hard to like put it all in 15 minutes. Um, yeah. So yeah, kind of similar to Kieran. I think I, I don't know, just like from a very young age, I kind of like knew I wanted to get the blessing or get matched and blessed. And, um, I don't know, I think I, I started kind of looking around 21. Um, I had just like come off a gap year program. So then it was just like, it was almost natural. Um, and I don't know, it felt like a long process, like to finally get here. Um, and I think it like kind of hearing everyone's stories, I think it's because I was so like set on getting blessed. So, um, like I'm 25 right now. And I think, you know, obviously in culture today and maybe even in our church, it's like, Oh, that's very young. But I think being so serious about getting the blessing, like, you know, I went through several processes. So like, um, so yeah, so it, I feel like a lot has happened since, you know, that time of like, starting to look and um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, the way that I kind of practiced or like I was serious about it was I, you know, filled out the profile. So those questions um, I think they're probably, they're just like good reflective questions anyways. Like, like, who am I? Like, what do I have to offer? Like, what am I kind of looking for? Um, so I filled, you know, I filled those out. I tried to like update them every once in a while. I think they recommended that. Um, yeah, I gen generally speaking, I followed kind of all the recommendations cause I, I just wanted to like do kind of what was best or what, you know, the guidance that was given. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, for me, yeah, it was a long, I think, the thing I almost feel like Kieran said, like, when you know, you know, but for me, it was like, oh my gosh, there's a lot of not knowing and a lot of like leaps of faith that I had to take and that I felt in, in our process, which I feel like I didn't take in my processes prior, my processes prior. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of figuring out and learning about myself um, which I didn't realize until I spoke with Karen, like, I felt like I knew what I was looking for and like, you know, I, I had certain things and they're, you know, they're good things. And I think, um, it's, yeah, it's good to like, you know, have certain things, you know, that your certain goals that are the same or, um, those kind of things. But I think the biggest thing for me was letting go of that in a sense. And, um, there was actually, we, I don't know, we talked for about seven months, the kind of like, uh, recommended time. Uh, and then we kind of felt like we had to make a decision. Like, did we want to continue? And it was kind of up to me at that point, um, to continue. I think Kieran wanted to, but I was just like, 
I don't know. God, please help me. Um, yeah. So there's actually like a point where like, I didn't really know, but I just decided like, like, God, I'm doing this with you with Kieran. Um, yeah. And I think, I don't know, for me, this, like, I really feel like this is just the start of me. I feel like our process, it was like a big journey of me realizing like who I am and who I am like as God's daughter. And that was just revealed throughout all the processes. And I would not without those processes been able to get to that point. Um, so it's kind of hard to say like, Oh, what would your advice be for your younger self? Like, I'm like, well, if I, if none of that happened, like I wouldn't be here. Um, so yeah, it was really, it was tough, but like, I wouldn't change it for anything. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm a better person because of it. And, um, yeah, and I'm a happy person because of it with Kieran. And, uh, I really feel like this is just the beginning. Like, I think some people expect like, like, oh, you kind of, and I think I had this for myself too. Like I should be like at this stage so that I, you know, or I should get to this level, um, you know, I, like almost like, like being perfect before you're blessed. But I think, um, I really feel like this is like just the beginning to, to perfection. And it's like, yeah. So I think it's like being committed to that, being committed to like becoming a better person with this person. Um, so yeah. That's what I feel kind of um, key things in our process for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Thank you guys so much. Um, uh, yeah. I, it's funny because I've been wanting to hear both sides for a while because I didn't really know. I know you guys. I don't always know everything that happened. And um, yeah, some things you guys were saying, which I think is really valuable is you both were in multiple processes and is sometimes even Karen, you were saying like, it was hard, you know, and I'm sure Mika too. I mean, I know for sure that, you know, it's hard, it's hard going to these processes, trying to plan out your life and then it falls through and trying to, yeah. Anyways. So, but you guys didn't lose hope and you guys kept going. And then another thing I thought was really valuable, Kieran, you were talking about how you didn't always see eye to eye with your parents. I think a lot of people going through these processes probably are in a similar boat and that it's okay, but it's always good to communicate with your parents and not just be like, okay, well, my parents don't get it or whatever, but to really talk it out because it's family and it's important that family can see each other's perspectives and really work it all out. And I think that's really important. And then another thing is, Kieran, you said like, when you know, you know, and I feel bad because as a magic supporter, I typically say that to people. I'd be like, because people are like, how do you know? I'm like, I don't know. It just seems it's a very common pattern. It, when you know, you know, and it just feels very right. But I think to your point, Mika, it's fine to not know. And it's fine if you don't, you're not quite sure, but you're taking a big leap of faith based on that person in general. Like, good person, I really think checks a lot of those boxes. And sometimes, it's hard to make that big leap and that big commitment. And that's a big thing for people. So anyways, I just think it is also fine to not always be that 
100% sure and still take that leap of faith and in the end be super happy like you are. So anyways, really great guys. Thank you so much. I know some people are able to really learn a lot from that experience and to just keep going, even though some processes don't work out. So thank you guys for sharing. So, okay, now I'm going to turn it over to Isaac. And so if you do have any questions, if you don't, that's fine too. Um, I know that anyways, it's fine if there isn't any questions also, but if there are questions, uh, you could still put it in the chat and we'll, I'll turn it over to Isaac. All right, thank you, Shizuka. And I just wanna thank both couples again. Let's give them a round of applause sharing their stories with us tonight. Thank you so much. All right, so the first question that I have, I think Shizuka just spoke on it a little bit, but we'll go back to it. I'm open to, for either couple to answer. How did you know that this person is the one? Go ahead, if anybody wants to answer that. Yeah, any couple can just unmute and chime in, but. Oh my gosh. I mean, I wanted to answer, but then my husband just said like, I think I'm at Mika where I just didn't, <laughs> I think he was just very. <laughs> answer for you. Right. Okay, I'll answer for me. But I felt that he, I really felt that he was the one because for me personally, I was looking for someone who wanted to dedicate some time to giving back to the community. That was always something really important for me. Um, and not just because of the fact that I also was involved with youth ministry, but I think because I also wanted my family, my future family to also be kind of publicly involved in some way. So it was really important for me to be with someone who was open to that. Cause I mean, the rest of my siblings, they're not, which is fine. Not everyone feels like they have to be or should be, but I wanted to at least be with someone who was comfortable enough to being active. So that, that really drew me more towards Daniel, the fact that he, you know, loved to take those initiatives locally. Sharon or Mika, anything to add? Yeah, just quick. And it happens to be in a similar vein. Um, and I, I think I mentioned it where when I became pretty clear on like, what I was looking for and the two key things were faith and family, because I saw that both of those were huge in my parents' relationship that I really you know, admire and respect. And um, in so many of the couples that I see who have like really fulfilling relationships, um, when it came to talking to Mika, it was evident that those two things are really present there too. Like Mika's made her faith her own and, you know, practices her faith in, in a way that's like true for her. And that family is incredibly important and, you know, wanting to have a family of her own too in the future. So um, those were the key things I think that I anchored on and like definitely led to me feeling like this is the one. That's it. All right. Thank you. <laughs> it's really funny. Both of, both of the guys in our testimonies today just knew pretty quickly. I think that's, that's usually the case. Guys are a lot more simple. Make up uh, our minds pretty quickly. All right. Let's go on. Uh, so this is also a question for both couples. Let's see, what have you learned in your journey leading to the matching about the struggle or expectation that you should be perfect before finding a spouse? I'll read that one more time. What have you learned in your journey leading to the matching about the struggle or expectation that you should be perfect before finding a spouse? 
what you want to answer? You just unmuted so I can ask. Well, it looked like you're about to anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, the thought is there, you know, the principle, you say that you have to reach individual perfection, but frankly, individual perfection is only reached once you're in a couple. So, I mean, you're never going to know till you get there in a couple. You can get as close to as you want to, but once you start working as a couple, that's the only time you're going to find out how hard it really is. So, I mean, you can try for individual perfection before that, but the principle says you need to be the union of a man and a woman. So good luck getting there by yourself. <laughs> In loving terms, of course. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Great response. Kieran or Mika, any, anything you want to add to that? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I kind of mentioned in my uh, kind of what I shared earlier, like just, I think, yeah. I mean, I feel like there's preparation for sure. Like, I don't think it's like, you know, you should be a crazy hot mess and then like, you know, jump into the matching and blessing, um, which I don't, you know, I don't think anyone is, but um, but yeah, I think just realizing like all, I feel like all the struggles that you have with like anyone, like not just like who you're talking to is like, it's just almost magnified in your couple. Like, so it's, I don't know. And it's, I think a great blessing about being blessed is that you get to like work through those things. And, and people always talk about like, softening your edges or like you know rubbing against each other and I think it's like very true and if you're committed to like wanting to become better and like I think you know um like we always talk about like going back to your original self original nature like I like I believe that's totally true um so and that's a process so yeah I don't think it's like you're perfect and then you find someone. So if yeah, you were perfect, you wouldn't need someone. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yes. Well put. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, Kieran and Mika. Sorry, somehow I just messed up my screen. Okay. I think I'm good now. All right. So we have a question. Um, specifically for Kieran and Mika, uh, you're sharing a little bit about the previous processes that didn't work out. So if you could share a little more on what kept you going and how did you keep hope? Yeah, um, two things jumped to mind. The first is like my parents and my family. Um, you know, they always believed in me, of course, wanted it for me. It's similar to like a coach, right? Like sometimes those people in your life can like see more clearly or just like more objectively than you can. So I know for myself, there was times when I didn't feel so much hope where I'm kind of just like tunnel vision on that. And my parents could always offer perspective. So having them involved and my brother too, and again, kind of like a team, a few friends was very helpful. Uh, and then the other thing was, you know, just, just being able to like offer past processes to God and just like, offer it up, take a lesson or two from it, um, you know, and know that there was something valuable there that I could learn. And then, you know, 
in time, like move on. Like don't expect like move on right away. I think it's best to take a little bit of time between processes, but you know, just know too, like that's, I think the natural result of wanting to be matched and blessed and wanting to be in a relationship is you're not going to find that one person right away necessarily. You know, some people do, right? Some people, the first person they've talked to, that's who they end up marrying. That's great. But there's no like formula, do this, do this, and you're going to marry the first person you talk to. It's like there's a recipe and, you know, good ingredients that you can put in, but for each person, it's going to be a little different. So mm-hmm. um, I think also like be forgiving of yourself too. If, if you feel like you're being too hard on yourself because you've had multiple processes, like that's okay. It's, it's a process. So mm-hmm. that's what comes to mind for me. Yeah. And then just hopping on that thought. Um, yeah. I think forgiving yourself. And then I think also forgiving the other person. Like, I, I don't think processes necessarily have to end badly, but I think for myself um, and I don't know, I, I read this in a, in a book, um, but kind of seeing everyone is innocent. So like, you know, I think in our community, we're talking about like, seeing other people as God's children. And so I think, but like, for me, the word innocent, like we're all trying to figure it out. And like, sometimes like, you know, we hurt each other, but like, just knowing that that's like not intentional. Um, I mean, you know, I, even with, yeah, like it's, I think in our community, like it's not like an intentional thing if we do hurt each other. So I think that really helped me. Um, just kind of, um, and that, I mean, and that wasn't easy either. I think by the time I talked to Kieran, like I had just started doing that for my past processes. So it's like understanding that that's a process too. Um, and then, yeah, I think I just like, I wanted to get blessed. And so like, it was like, that was here and like a lot of like ups and downs, but I think just as long, like, if you know that you want that, um, then like, like, don't give up. Like, it's definitely like worth it. And, you know, it's like a continual growing process. Um, yeah. So that's kind of mm-hmm. what comes to mind offhand. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Those are some really good points. A lot of wisdom there. Thank you so much for sharing. I really like that, that point you were sharing at the end, Mika, right? Like the blessing is it's like the end goal it's you know what you're shooting for as long as you can keep hold of that and you know you can go through the ups and downs and and stay uh, keep your eye on that that goal thank you all right next question i think we'll have fun with this one i'll start with uh tamara and dan what was the first impressions you had when you first saw each other in person so after y'all then we'll, we'll come back to kieran and mika Wait, you muted, yes. All right, all right, all right. We had a very, I don't know, the encounter was somewhat anticlimactic. She literally took a bus on a Greyhound from like New York City to Worcester, Mass. And Worcester's such a dirty city. Anyways, besides that, you know, I get there. It was so 
so so <laughs> surreal like because i was just meeting her we had like skyped i think that we had skype back then yeah we yeah. had seen a video somehow somehow um but like i picked her up and like it was so different because i don't know she was so little and so friendly looking i was like oh this is her <laughs> but like it was it was just weird i guess because you know it was the first time like ever that i was meeting this person in person and we were like so awkward because i went to pick her up by myself at the at the bus station with my own car and it's just the two of us. I'm like, okay, so it was so awkward. And we're and both co- 17. Remember that. I was, both- 18. Oh, I was 18. Still, you're still But still, young. we were like, we were both still in high school. Yes. It was just, it was so crazy. <laughs> just the concept of meeting this person. And, and then he kind of whispers, he's like, you look so much better than your picture. I'm like, oh, wow. I don't know how to accept that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, lots of romantic times. Yeah, that's why I forget everything. It's for the best. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> I remember that part though. All right. <clears throat> it's wonderful. Thank you. I mean, I was thinking when, when y'all were making your profiles, it must have been like flip phone cameras, right? That that we had back then. I didn't have a phone. No, it was no, phone. <laughs> no it was okay. <laughs> For <laughs> I'm sorry, but my sister and I used to say, like, oh my god, he looks like a cast member from Saved by the Bell. It was like one of those corny glamour shots. And mine was taken at Sears. So it was like oh, wow. not good at all. But we tried. We tried. Awesome. <clears throat> Thank you. All right. Same question, Kieran and Mika. Um, yeah, for me, I think it was, I mean, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't too climactic for me. It was just like, I had, you know, I had like met people previously in other processes. So it was just like, I was, I felt almost like used to the like, okay, like I'm meeting someone, you know, so I, I don't know. But I think we first met at the airport, Kieran picked me up and, you know, we gave each other a hug and yeah, I was like, okay, like he's tall and skinny and um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was, but it was pretty comfortable. Yeah, I, I think I felt pretty open in our first meeting, like, which I think you kind of have to be like, you know, just like, kind of lay the experience like to God in God's hands. Like, so I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't too big for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the first time we met in our matching process, three months in, um, I remember feeling, you know, pretty nervous. Um, and it's kind of funny, there's a longer story to it, but essentially I needed a rental car. So I just Turo'd the closest car to me, which happened to be this like red car with leather seats. It was like the cheapest one, but I felt super self-conscious and like I was trying to be pretentious or something. And it wasn't, I was just like, it's like cheapest car. Um, but it happened to be nice. Um, yeah. And I remember just picking me up at the airport and exchanging a hug and feeling like oh that was a really good hug and that's a good sign and I don't even remember driving to my parents house and that's like a two-hour drive it was just like we talked it felt natural very comfortable maybe it was like the air suspension in the car I don't know but it just went real smooth and I felt like that was a really good feeling and um, a great sign for the start really so that's what I remember wow I love the uh, 
the, the, the dynamics between these two stories. It's so fun. <clears throat> All right. Um, I see one more question here. Uh, I think it was answered a little bit, but I'll, I'll go back to it again. Um, and I'll open it for either couple to share, but uh, in your in your process of getting matched and blessed, did you struggle with self-esteem or uh, true value? And if so, how did you face it and any lessons that you can share? Okay. <laughs> he just said he doesn't have self-esteem issues. Okay, but <laughs> I did. I do remember feeling a lot of self-esteem issues, but I think it's not... You know, they always say you are your worst critic. And I was to the core because I think it was more during when he was in STF and we were still in the matching process, but I was starting to feel bad that I chose to just, you know, kind of just, I took a year off after high school but just to kind of work before going to college. And then a part of me was like, oh, maybe I should have gone to STF too or something. I felt like a little guilty for just going ahead. But um, so it was a weird, it wasn't like with body issues, or whatever, but it was more of, you know, I want everyone to see me as like that good match. Like, okay, people can see, oh yes, she's going to be a good wife for Daniel. Cause you know, she's doing all these things when really, you know, I chose not to go to STF. So I struggled a lot internally about that. And it took me a while. I mean, even though I was eventually, you know, later involved with CARP during my college years. Um, yeah, I just remember it was it was a tough time because I, I kept thinking to myself, oh, I probably should have gone to STF. But that was probably the only time I ever felt insecure, felt like I had to compete. <laughs> <laughs> to feel worthy enough to be matched to him. Thank you, Tamara. Yeah, that's that's really real stuff right there. Yeah. Um, for me, it comes even like before any matching process, but like preparing for the matching and blessing, and especially that time, like between 18 and 24, like you know, taking two and a half years on a gap year program and then starting school, but then, you know, thinking very intentionally about the matching and blessing, but not feeling like confident or even just like questioning, okay, what does it mean to be ready for that? Like that was something big, I think, in, in you know, like my, my cohort, my generation, it's like being ready for the matching and blessing. And I think there was a lot there for me that, you know, was confronting, whether it's like, you know, understanding like, okay, what is like really my level of maturity? Like what really is my motivation to be married? Like, is it selfish? Do I just want someone to love me or do I really have the heart to like want to love another person? You know, at that time too, I was like struggling with my sexual integrity. I'm like, you know, feeling like I don't have a lot of value as a man because that's something I'm struggling with or like, I can't be ready for the matching and blessing because that's something I'm struggling with. So really working on that too in that time. Um, so that in itself was like a number of years of just like being able to prepare and, and work on myself. And of course have plenty of help with like my parents and, you know, like high noon and, and various other groups. Um, so that was kind of just like a process of, of getting ready and understanding myself and becoming aware and feeling like, okay, yes, I can like 
be a man that can love my wife. And, um, you know, that's still a process, but that was definitely like something I was challenged with in those like early years of thinking about and preparing for the matching. So like more intentionally. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Kieran. Okay. I just want to give you both couples round of applause. Thank you so much for spending time with us tonight, answering these questions. I, I really appreciate your stories and uh, the wisdom that you're sharing and, you know, your own personal experiences too of, even those that are difficult um, or, or those of challenge, uh, it's really so valuable that we can be together as a community and learn from each other. Um, so thank you so much for these, t- these two stories. It's been great. So with that, I just want to hand it back over to you, Shizuka. Any final words or announcements? Yeah. Um, once again, both of you guys, thank you so much for sharing. I think just like Isaac said, it's really nice that as a community, we can share stories and learn from each other and just grow. And I think it's really cool. It's funny, I feel like a lot of times our couples are, oh, they kind of have similar stories or not not like that, not really similar stories, but <laughs> somehow they pair up. But I love how different both your stories are. Um, and so much like you guys both have lots of smiles and, you know, just great couples. And I think definitely people will be able to resonate with the content that came out of both your stories and also from your answering the questions. Um, And then I, in the end, I really like, you know, Kieran, you said you just only need to find one, right? And sometimes it's the first person you talk to. Sometimes it's the, I don't know, fifth or eighth, or it doesn't matter, you know, in the end, um, whoever you end up being with in the end is the right person and it'll feel right. And you won't even really look back and think about all the other things that didn't work out. You're just happy that you got to there. Thank you guys for the couples that shared. Thank you. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.